welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we are exploring new dimensions of the Kingdom Restoration Age. Why are tens of millions of Christians seeking God beyond the traditional church? Is the church age over? Is the Father really in the process of restoring all things, as Peter said? If so, what does this look like? What's next on our Father's agenda? What amazing and revolutionary things does our Heavenly Father have for us right now on earth? Does God truly love everyone? Can we truly be one with Jesus and the Father as Jesus prayed for us to be? Maturing sons and daughters of God all over the world are waking up to their true power and potential in Christ. Are you one of them? What did Jesus mean when he said that his followers would do even greater works than he did? What are these greater works? What would true kingdom culture look like on earth? Kingdom business? Kingdom government? Kingdom education? Join in the conversation with your host, Gil Hodges, as we explore these amazing mysteries of the kingdom and their applications for kingdom communities all around the world. Welcome, everybody, to Kingdom Talks. Hey, Karen is not with me in the background today. She usually is running everything. I've only done this twice. Actually, this is the second time. So bear with me as I uh, find buttons and and press them and see what they do. Anyway, hey, I've got a great guest on tonight, and we're going to dive right in. Uh, Joseph Wilson from New Zealand is with me. And Joseph, how are you doing tonight? Hey, girl, I'm doing real, real good. It's afternoon, obviously, here. Uh, it's tomorrow afternoon for you. Yes, I, I just realized that as soon as I said uh, this evening. But uh, yeah, good to have you on here again. Uh, so honor you and your ministry and what you're doing. And uh, just want to catch up a little bit, see what's been going on over there in New Zealand, see what Father's doing with you. And um, so uh, you got a place you want to start? Well, firstly, I just want to say I love that, you know, when we talk, we you preface with we might have different beliefs on certain things, and that's totally fine. And I love that we agree on the fundamental things, you know, and I think that's very important in this time that we come together on what we really agree on, uh, which is more important, I think, than some of the fringe stuff that can separate us, you know. Exactly. And, uh, so I really love that, and I honor that. So thank you for making that space for people, yeah. not just me, you know. Yeah, you know, and it's actually kind of hard to make that space sometimes. A lot of people don't want that space uh, in the sense that they will impose their beliefs on others who are trying to make that space. And it can be challenging at times, but uh, worth it. Yeah. We talk about relationships and equity between people. And, uh, you know, we talk about how you can have transactional equity or doctrinal equity or relational equity. And it's interesting how a lot of people choose the transaction or the doctrinal, you know, where I'll do something for you and you do something for me. And that's the basis of our connection. And once you stop doing it or I stop doing it, our connection is in jeopardy, you know. But then we've got this whole doctrinal thing where you believe exactly what I believe. And now if you question something or we change beliefs, our relationship is in jeopardy. 
And uh, yeah. I feel like the body of Christ has stuck onto that for too long, you know, instead of moving into uh, I choose you, you choose me, and we'll walk this out, you know. Well, you know, and for us, we've always looked at the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge. And, you know, the, the churches have got all wound up and bound up in the tree of knowledge by saying our knowledge is better than your knowledge. And so if, and then if they don't like your knowledge, they go and create another denominations. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's putting the tree of knowledge above the tree of life, which is about relationship. Mm. And yes, yeah, so the relationship is key and foremost. I, I believe that's what God tries to get through to us that Jesus tried to get through to us as well, to be one together, to walk together. Yeah. Yeah. And we see that, I guess, with him, with the disciples, uh, that they didn't have a doctrine that matched his doctrine at that time, you know, and he's just like, I choose you. Will you choose me back? And they're like, yeah. And that began this beautiful journey. So love it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, so what's been uh, happening on uh, your side of the planet? Um, you're, you're a little ways from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, doing a great the, yeah, the climate here has been interesting with our prime minister and things that she's doing. And uh, it's obviously an interesting time in the whole world. But um, I really feel like God's been highlighting these small communities, these little ecclesias, these uh, small groups where love is received and given. And you can see that love actually manifesting with each other and in that, the small groups taking, I guess, governmental authority for their region, whatever that looks like, that's yeah. kind of been part of our focus here. So over the last year, I've had this honor of going up and down the country and connecting with a lot of different people. And the thing I'm most excited about actually is I'm seeing groups come together and they don't seem to need a brand or come under the same banner or need to bring everyone under one organization. It's just this cross-pollination of his body, you know, and I'm really enjoying that uh, because it's causing everybody to, I guess, go deeper in love and relationships with each other. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And I and so let me let me throw this out there to you um, to get your thoughts on it, because I know that where I'm at is I'm you know, kind of gone around this thing where uh, came out of the church. I, you know, we tried really hard to honor the church, even though realizing the church has taught us a lot of things that are not correct and damaging, mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. and abusive in a lot of cases. Um, but to mature, to come to that place where we are able to, in maturity, um, not necessarily return to those churches and be a part of those churches, but be able to walk into the church and enjoy the people, enjoy where they're at. Uh, again, not the abusive parts, but to enjoy those. Um, yeah. The other part is, you know, from in every age, God has, um, you know, shown us that community is important. Relationship is important. Um, mm. That You know, we've called it church for the last 2000 years, the ecclesia. Mm. Uh, and yet the here's where the question comes in. You know, we're actually talking about do we start to try to organize a little bit? Um, mm. now, now, the thing is, I. You know, I came into ministry under, you know, pastoral leadership and uh, my focus in the in seminary was um, small group ministry. And so mm -hmm. I was really big on small groups. But, you know, after 10 years or so, every, you know, the leaders of that movement were coming out and saying, you can't take a church and teach it to do small groups and have it thrive. Some mm -hmm. did. Sure. I, I know that. But but the way to do it is you start your church with small groups 
and make that the foundation of it. And then the church can rise from that. Because the reason I feel like that maybe we need to move into, um, you know, having some type of organization is because, you know, there's a lot of things that the, the ecclesias and their small groups can do, which I'm totally 100% for that. But mm. what about the bigger projects? What about the mm. things where, you know, we want to do something to help clean up the planet or, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, that's going to take a little bit more organization. And so mm. anyway, your thoughts on, yeah. on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I love well, that's where you were going. <laughs> no, well, there's so I'm not. I guess we're seeing a lot of people now asking the question, what's the right model? And I think that that model question is a wrong one in the sense that we're looking for, is it better and big? Is it better and small? Instead of actually looking at what is the core of this and what's the objective of this, you know? So when you say causing us to thrive, uh, who's defining thrive, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I, love, I love to ask this question. Like if we were running a business, we would say, okay, the success of the business depends on the revenue or the net profit. Uh, how do you define a successful gathering? I think that's a good question for us to open up because based on that, we can then reverse engineer the process, you know? So I personally, I'm not against uh, a church in terms of numbers. I just think that we've done it the wrong way, the opposite way, you know? I like to look at this as a nano and then a micro and a macro conversation and yeah. i think on the nano end i've got me as a person on the micro i've got me in a group and then on the macro i've got me as a wider body and i think that if i had a healthy nano it would lead to a healthy micro that would automatically lead to a healthy macro but i think we've tried to do it the other way around and we're trying to have this healthy macro hoping it will lead to a healthy nano. And we've seen that that's not the case. you know. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I feel like that's what I was saying is you can't take the church as a whole and try to bring in the, the nano, the, the, the small groups. You can't do that. Uh, it, it just doesn't work. It's like, you know, mm. an old dog, new tricks. If they weren't built on that, it's not going to work. So yeah, totally, totally agree with you in that. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the amazing things that happens in the smaller group context is that, true maturity has to be developed and you cannot hide behind a gifting you cannot hide behind charisma you can't hide behind you know a portrayal because at a table everyone's going to see and know you but on a platform you can show what you want to show you know and so i love uh in first john 2 where john the apostle is talking about these three phases of maturity and he just makes it so simple of how i'm writing to you dear children and then he describes what a little child is then he describes a young man and he describes the fathers. Yeah. And I feel like most of us have skipped the little children phase because we mm -hmm. learned the performance of a young person phase, you know? So we try and overcome the evil one by knowing the word. And we've not learned the rest that a baby learns in its first three years of development in the natural. We've not learned that kind of rest with father. And so now what we don't have in rest, we try and achieve through striving. And then we start to get this pattern and it can never yield a healthy family. You know? That is, that is so good. That is really, really good. I like that. Uh, I'll have to go look at that, 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 that text again, because uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting, you know, and, and uh, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are just running from the church and they have no community. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I feel for them because I know in some cases it may be healthier that they actually do that. You know, but, um, you know, if they're, if they're in a real abusive situation, I just put out a video today just sharing my thoughts on, you know, how, um, 
you know, there's a lot of doctrine out there that's designed to, uh, you know, kind of lord it over people and make them uh, uh, comply. You know, it's kind of the comply or else in one form or another. And it, I'm not talking about just Christianity. I'm talking about, you know, pretty much all forms of religious yeah. systems. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I want to look at a comment that that Tess made here. It says, every time the subject of organizing comes up, I get the image of an embryo in the womb. Do the cells need an outside effort to form into the parts of the body? Simultaneously, a young person wanting to be a successful athlete certainly focuses energy and resources toward a specific goal. Hmm. <laughs> I, I like that. You know, the other thing, uh, you know, keeping an organization an organism Mm. that is alive and well is a challenging feat because mm -hmm. we tend to shift from organization into institution and then you've killed mm -hmm. it. Mm. Um, you've killed the life. And yeah. so when you were talking about what makes it successful, what makes a small group successful? Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. I know for us, I, I just feel like if there's life and there's bonding and there's relationship, if that's, all you got out of it, I think you're doing pretty good. You know, we might be looking for more, but I think if that's all you got out of it, you're doing pretty good. What are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? Go ahead. yeah, I, I, I love that. And um, I guess I, I like to look at the word maturity. I think that's not talked about enough in the body. You know, we don't. What is maturity? What is the end goal of a believer? Are we maturing into the likeness of our father? Are we maturing into the likeness of Jesus? And if that's happening, then the community, the love, uh, the life, it's all going to be there. It can't not be there, you know. But yeah. I feel like we've defined maturity as titles, as function, oh. as position, <laughs> as, you know, yeah. we've, we've. And so now when someone walks into a normal organization, that's unsaid, but it's very understood that, oh, this is maturity, you know. And uh, so for me, I feel like if there is a body where people are actually maturing and it can be seen, it's evidenced in how they do life with one another, I think that's a very good, healthy yeah. environment, you know, healthy place. Love that. You know, so moving here to t Austin, Texas, we um, we just had, uh, you know, uh, we had an open house when we got here and had a few people show up. And, and so we just did our first kind of get together, just a gathering. Um, and, uh, I loved it. I, it was so powerful just, you know, a handful of people, but what yeah. was shared was moving in maturity. Yeah. You know, the, the things that were shared and talked about, it's like, you're not going to be able to talk about this stuff in church, the regular mm. church, but mm. here we're open to talk about it and, mm. and reason together and know mm. that father's right there in the midst of us. And we're reasoning together with him. So it was really, really powerful. And yes, I do believe absolutely character building and maturity have really got to be a part. Uh, if it's not, then I would, yeah, I would agree. I think there's something missing. <clears throat> yeah. You know, um, there's so many ways we could go here, but uh, just for, for what's happened for me in 2020, I launched this online thing that brought a, an online tribe, but then we kind of took that offline and uh, I started to meet people around the nation and at that time, I was asking Father, like, hey, do do we do something? Do we organize this? Should I, you know, put a bit of prescription around this? Or what are we doing? And I just really felt him say, don't, don't do anything for now. Let the hearts reveal themselves because That's a heart that matures and grows will automatically start taking responsibility. And I think responsibility is a great sign of maturity because as you mature, you automatically take responsibility for his heart, his vision, 
for what you're seeing around you. And um, so we've been just waiting on that, just enjoying the process. And we've had a lot of people kind of come in and we've had some really amazing gatherings in the last two years, you know, and uh, I'm very excited about that. You know, and uh, that is such a major key. And I've, I, you know, I've, we learned that the hard way. Um, you know, when we first started Kingdom Equipping Center seven years ago, we went right in with, you know, kind of doctrine and statement of faith and all this stuff. Um, and our first two years were extremely challenging. It kind of mm -hmm. fell, it, well, it did fall apart. The whole thing fell apart. And when we came back, uh, my whole thing was, okay, Father, what is the least amount of doctrine, <clears throat> least amount of doctrine that we could have to bring unity? Mm -hmm. Nothing came, nothing came. And for three years, practically, was it that long? Two or three years at least. That nothing came, nothing came, wow. and then he just began to drop in the three plumb lines that we that we go by now, which I I just I'm just amazed, you know, what he gave there because it's just three plumb lines for bringing unity to the body of Christ, and um, it's it's powerful and it's loose, you know. To me, yeah. whatever we move forward with has got to be set forth in such a way that it's loose, and the ecclesias really, for the most part, get to choose what they want to do. It's not mm. dictated to them from above what they have to do. I just think those are some of the things, you know, there might be a few things that, you know, it's like, hey, if you want to be a part of us, you know, and our, you know, the, the global community or whatever, that here's mm -hmm. a few things. And for us, the first one is that first plumb line that Jesus is the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, if we agree on that, then we're doing good. We got a third of them. <laughs> yeah. But even the others are, you know, the others really, you know, the second one is the love, honor, and respect. Mm -hmm. So that one, um, you know, people could take it or leave it, but at the same time, if they don't take it, it's going to be hard to be in community. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's just been powerful. I love the fact that you haven't just gone out and do, you know, strived to, to slap something together, uh, but waiting to see what, what's going to form. Yeah. Yeah. We, I've had um, some people leave because we didn't do that, you know? They were like, what, what is this? How are we going to do this? And, this, and I'm like, oh, there's no rush here. Like, and so they left because they weren't happy with that. This was just flowing into what it's going to be. So that was also interesting for me to see. Oh, okay. Well, uh, obviously we're not choosing each other here. <laughs> we're choosing a path. And if this path changes, <laughs> you know, so. That, and that is so good. What, you know, I, I'm going to tell everybody real quick. Hey, if you're listening, uh, make sure you share this, get it out to as many people as you can that we're here. We're live. We'll take some of your questions. If you have questions, I uh, love to hear your comments. Um, so please put those in and we will address them as much and as soon as we can. Um, but, um, you know, on that on that note with um, the idea of the people leaving and having it on, you know, having your coming together around relationships versus a thing or a belief system is really critical. Um, and I, I think part of the reason some people leave because they don't have that is because they need, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, they, they're, they're not really ready or able to walk in a place of faith, mm. you know, believing and yep. trusting that, that, that something's going to come. They need certainty. That's what I was trying to find. They need certainty. They need to know that there's the objective. That's where we're going. That's what we're doing. I don't want to have to wait and trust God for my next step. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get you. And yeah. that usually is where it starts to, I guess that certainty manifests in the form of these rules or 
um, guidelines or yeah. what is it going to look like and uh, control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, what is the third plumb line, by the way? I'm very keen. The third element of your plumb, plumb line. Yeah. The third plumb line. Yeah. Uh, is ask the father. It's believing cool. that you have a relationship with God, even if you don't think you do. God's there. Yeah. Just you yeah. got to choose to listen and to begin to listen to him. And his voice is always going to be loving, kind, gentle, merciful, gracious. If you're hearing judgment and condemnation, yeah, you're probably not hearing the right voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very cool. I love those three. Yeah, that's it. I mean, unity of the body, I think, can come around that. That way, I'm not trying to tell you what you have to believe. As long as we're following Jesus, uh, we're going to believe differently. I mean, there's no way to really get around that. You know, no two people on the planet are going to believe exactly the same. Yeah. And I love that you make room for conversation. I think that's very critical in this time where, okay, well, if, if what I'm believing is not right, let's talk about it. Let's open it up. Let's look at it. And uh, it's amazing how much the religious mindset just is so against this come together to study it's very much like well this is what i believe why don't you kind of thing you know yeah it, because it threatens their point of view and oftentimes mm -hmm. here's something i know you you like to talk about i, I love it too it's identity if their mm -hmm. identity is wrapped up in their theology and you start to pull that away they panic it's it's yeah. freak out time you know because you're pulling away part of of who they are and mm -hmm. if it can be taken away then uh, to me, it's not really part of their identity, but they've made it such. They've chose to agree with it in that way. And so it's really hard to let go. You know, if we can get our identity to be in Christ alone, then, yeah, I hold everything loosely. And if Father or somebody else shows me something that works better, aligns better with the character of God, I'll let that go. So I can move yeah. on to, to whatever it is he's just shown me and give me, given me revelation about. Yeah. It's interesting. This, this conversation I know could trigger so many people. Just this, what we've said already, you know, like this doctrine theology conversation. Uh, and it's interesting to me that Jesus, while I was yet in my sin, chose me. You know, well, I had no doctrine at that. Well, my doctrine was as messed as it was going to get. And he's like, I choose you, you know. And so it's interesting when we start to grab these other things all outside of him and make them our security. It gets so messy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tess, Tess writes there, I want to grab that first part here. Um, she says, uh, that's the same crisis that happens when a person's identity is wrapped up in their profession. Uh, so true. I mean, that's a, this is the way I've, you know, you and I did that, um, you know, conference together with Martin Smith and Daniel and Jedediah Cook and my wife on identity. And, you know, the thing is, I've still just been diving deeper and deeper and deeper into that. And the more and the deeper that I dove in, the more, you know, the simplest way I can put it is if it can be taken away, it's really not part of your identity mm. if it can be taken away. So a job, a skill, um, you know, uh, whatever it might be, if it can be taken away. So you, you get down to that place to where you are, you are only that which God created and he created you because he loved you. Therefore, mm. you are. So I can just say, I, my identity is I am, I am in him and he created me. He loves me. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So good. So freeing. Say that again. I said, so good and so freeing. Oh, it really is. 
it really <laughs> is. It takes yeah. away total every ounce of performance. Mm. I, I don't have to measure up to try to be loved by God. It just, mm. I am, I am loved by him and I can rest in that. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, when, uh, so you mentioned like, you know, we, if, if we come together, we have an organization that wants to do something for the planet or we're solving some problems that we see around the place. That's also been a big part of my journey of the last few years. Uh, probably about four or five years ago, I felt the Lord say to me, that every solution to every problem on the planet is already within my people, you know? And it's like, we are not letting it come out. And usually religion blocks that ability to release that solution. You know? That's almost word for word from what God's been saying to me. And, and if, if people uh, look back on some of the recordings that we've done, it's like God has said that everything that is needed to accomplish whatever we're called to accomplish is already in the body. Mm. And hence comes the, um, you know, thing that is hard for a lot of us to do. And it's to ask, mm. you know, to ask mm. for those things that are needed. And um, I've, you know, I found for the most part, I try to be very careful when I ask. But for the most part, when I've asked, I've received. And um, yeah. and in the cases where I didn't receive, well, I was probably asking for the wrong thing. <laughs> That's my opinion on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think James... James says that too, right? That we ask yeah. with our motives and yeah, very, very interesting. So like my journey now, I've been finding these people that have this real passion either for the planet or uh, for children or injustice or abortion or sex trafficking. And it's not just they want to do something about it. They feel drawn, something bigger than just a conscious choice, you know, and uh, and, and so as I've started to ask questions and we've done coaching together or just journey together, it's been awesome for me to watch them release their current, whatever it is, whether it's a book or a business or a charity or a, and, and so then that maturity cycle starts to really speed up. And um, this is where I guess the religion part becomes opposition because you have these people that are stuck in, in leadership in churches and they have this desire to release something, but there's no room and when they want to do it outside, it's not allowed, you know. And so it's this real uh, I, I would catch 22 and it usually causes people to suppress it. And so here we are, everyone carrying a solution to something. But the ideology is that you just suppress that because there's no room for that, you know, because it doesn't match our paradigm. Wow. That that is as you were speaking, I was just seeing, you know, the position uh, you know, for you in the body of Christ, that you just have this responsibility in the body of Christ to, you know, empower the people to do their part, and then the body will be strong. But mm -hmm. yeah. Now, are you doing this with people outside of New Zealand, or are you mainly focused right there in New Zealand? Yeah, well, it's online and offline. So a lot of the coaching is online. So yeah, America, Australia, South Africa, UK, yeah. and here, these are primarily the nations at the moment. And um, yeah, I, for myself, I can just feel I'm going through my own cycle, you know, my purpose cycle, I am cycle. Um, I think last time I talked about it a little bit, but the I am identity, assignment, maturity. And I'm, as I just walk through my assignments, I'm maturing and my identity, my understanding is opening up more. And then there's a new assignment and glory to glory, faith to faith. I just get to enjoy this journey, you know. Amen. Amen. So I would be curious, uh, you, you've indicated that maybe there's not an answer to this question I want to ask you, but um, do you have 
something that fathers put in you that you've not been able to release yet or that you're on your way to releasing? I, I have already begun releasing that, and I, I think that would be the subject of influence and and the fact that God is wanting everybody to step into the influence that he's already given them, uh, no matter how big or small we think it is, because influence is not measured the same way that earth would like to measure it, you know? And so when we look at influence and impact uh, from another dimension, it's looking at an eternal perspective, which is so different well, as on the earth, you measure influence and impact by numbers and, I guess, fame and glory and all these kind of things. Like success is given a very temporal figure here. Yeah. But I've just been working with people to start asking this question. What are the areas of influence that God's already opened up for you? Uh, the areas where you have this ability to speak into, to affect with your actions, to govern, to steward, to represent him. And what are you doing with these areas of influence, you know? And um, so it's been fun for me. Uh, we've done a mentorship. I'm a third of the way through. And I've focused a lot on your message, your true message. Everybody has a message. What is your message, you know? Yeah. And how a message is very different from a subject. You can learn a subject and become a teacher. And it can be great theory. But when you have a message, you are the messenger. There is always results. You know, and so when we started looking at people's message, a lot of their mess becomes such a big part of it uh, because they see God's love in their mess in a way that they don't see in, in their perfection, if you want to call it, right? Like in their earthly perfection. And so it's been awesome watching people start to release their message, which then draws their tribe, which then launches into these little pockets of these ecclesias forming, you know? And um, so we've been talking about the three things like your message, what's your message? Who is your tribe and how are you going to serve them? And so even the tribe conversation, I've talked about how there are three tribes. We all have at least three tribes. You have a tribe that you belong to. This is like your family that you're loved, you're accepted, you're celebrated, you're wanted in that, uh, in that tribe. Then you have a tribe you birth, and this is the tribe you lay your life down for. This is the tribe that you almost parent, if you want to call it that, you parent this tribe. And then you have a tribe you build with where there are people who are doing what you're doing in their own lane, you know. And when you have these three tribes moving, I think it's really easy to be healthier in, in your journey. Mm. That's uh, that's good. I like that. That's really good. Mm. Hey, we're um, at a point where we should be taking a break here. So um, we're going to take about a 50 second break and uh, we'll be back right after this. Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. All right, so we're back with Joseph Wilson, and we're going to talk more about the this tribe thing, because I, I really... I like your language. I like how you put things. Um, you, know, you know, I heard kind of 
part of a message that we share in there, which, you know, when we align with who Father says we are, you know, which there, that, that needs to be unpacked, you know, that's a whole message there. Then when we align with who he says we are, then we begin to attract the things that we need in order to accomplish what he sent us here to do, which is the impact. So it's alignment, access, and impact. And uh, it sounds like you're sharing a lot of the same things, except taking it quite a bit further. Um, I like that. Uh, what else yeah. would you share in that arena with with that the tribes and and how people are being released because it sounds really yeah, good, I, powerful. I, lo I love what you're saying about that alignment and the access thing because then that takes into account everything, right? Even your resources because there are a lot of people who say I can't fulfill my purpose because I don't have the money or I don't have the time or I don't have the stuff. And I feel like when you really come into alignment, all these other things they just start being attracted to you and. And, and it falls into place, you know, but the alignment is the hardest part, like you say, that yeah. true message, because the world has trained us for so long to believe certain things about ourselves and has trained us to have these certain thought patterns that when you want to release your true message, you actively have to say no to a lot of lies to say yes to the truth, you know, and uh, sometimes the courage to say no is, is harder. It's harder to say no than to say yes. So I've met a lot of people that will say, yes, I'm a child of God, but they still hold on to 20 years of what their teacher said and their parents said or their uncle said, and you can't have them both, you know? So uh, I love I love what you're saying there. And so for me, the tribe conversation, people say, where do I find my tribe? And I'm like, you can't find your tribe. You attract them, but you will attract them when you start to be who you really are, even in the mess. And I think that's a big part here. There are a lot of people who, and maybe we've been taught this, is that, when you perfect things, then talk about it. Or when you are out of your problem, then talk about it. You know, when you're in your pain, don't talk about it because it's not a testimony. But when you get out of your pain, then talk about it. And I feel like people get so messed up in that place because now that pain has no release, no output, and it has no community to nurture them through and they get stuck, you know. So wow. I, my thing is that as you release who you really are, you're going to find your tribe. There are people who are designed for you. The same thing that somebody else is repelled by, your tribe is attracted to. You know, they love the very thing. And so for me, like I'm of Indian origin. Like I came here when I was 11 years old. I get very passionate. I get loud. I get expressive. You know, my hands go everywhere. My face goes everywhere. And some, some cultures are not used to that. And I've had people that say, you know, I don't like your tone or you're getting too loud, you know, and for a long time, I actually was like, God, why did you make me like this? Like, I get too passionate. I'm not angry. I'm just excited. You know, and then as time went on and I kept releasing my message, my tribe comes along and they're now going, man, I love when you do that. I love when you are like that. And I'm like, wow, like <laughs> it's amazing how your tribe actually enjoy who you really are. Yeah. And so that's my thing to everybody is actually as you release who you really are, you'll start finding your tribe very fast. So good. And, you know, I, I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of things you said there are so, so problematic and, and yet so important for people to recognize. We are all under some form of programming, whether we think we are or not. You know, the world programs us, TV programs us, school programs us, our churches program us. And if we can't come to a place, uh, well, and I shared this today with, uh, you know, in a, in a video I put out there that, you know, there's those people who are aware that they have a worldview and are able to occasionally step back away from it in order to see how that worldview is affecting the way they 
live out their life. But then there's those who are living a worldview and have no clue and are not aware at all. And they just kind of move right along with the programming. And they, unless they're deprogrammed, you know, somebody's got to show them and express to them and show them that, yeah, you know, you got some things that you're believing, you know, call it programming that no. are more strongholds against what God is doing than they are helpful. So if you want, let's work through those. But I, yeah. I love that. And then, you know, those people, the same people, all of us, you know, I, I teach, you know, let's get into expectancy, not expectation. Let's let go of the expectation so that God can do his work in and through us. And we can trust him with expectancy mm. that he's a good God. Let's get to so that good. place because, you know, that that revelation that we get and we think we know who we are, you know, mm. step into it and we begin to interpret it. The revelation is true and good. That's God's what he's trying to align us with. But our interpretation can get in the way of that because of our strongholds, our filters, our programming. And when that happens, then the application of that interpretation can be a big mess. And yeah. so you're you're in the mix of it and you're working to help people process through all that. And that's a big, mm-hmm. big, big <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love how you put that. The ex- expectancy and expectation is so good. But, you know, this is where I think this conversation of influence becomes so important because control, rules, regulations are what you resort to when you have no influence. You know, and God himself never does anything outside of the influence we're willing to give him. And so man is trying to take all these places in each other's lives and we try and govern each other's conscience when we were never created to do that. And so this conversation of influence, like, well, what is influence? And I think the most important element is that influence is never imposed. It's always invited. And if we could understand that relationships become so healthy, because a lot of us try, or we've been trained to try and have influence in places we were never invited to. And so you see that in Jesus's life, you see that in how God deals with us, he, he will never impose. And um, I think if we got that simple element, these relationships that we're trying to foster would, would go to another level, you know? Yeah. I, I like that. Influence is invited. It's not imposed. Yeah, that is so, so true. And the thing is, I think a lot of people are so intent and intense in areas that, you know, again, their programming, is, their programming has told them to strive for and strive at. It's like, you know, in America, you know, everyone's a leader and you got to have your own business and all this stuff. And it's like, that's not for everybody. You know, yeah. I know some very pe- some very dear people who I, I dearly love, and they are not comfortable in that. They like, you know, being shown what to do, and they will do it, and they will do it over and over and over and over, and they like that. You yeah. know, that's not necessarily somebody who might start a company, and you know, anyway, it's just we're all different people and we have different places in the body, and to honor that instead of trying exactly. to make everybody fit one mold. Yeah. And I, I agree with you here, like we're seeing a buzz of all these people wanting to become business owners or entrepreneurs and they buy into all these packages and programs and, and you know that that's you're not designed for that, but you're trying to force yourself to be something because you think it's going to give you an outcome, you know. So it's the same thing that we've seen in church where everyone wants to be an apostle or a worship leader or a pastor and now we're just seeing it working in the business space and it's it's like it's almost like a fake solution but it's still the same thing because people are trying to, oh, let's all become this. And so I totally agree with you. We have unique parts. We're all different members. We're all divinely designed to function 
in the position we are put in, you know, and um, this employee thing, I think, is a very big thing because there are a lot of people now who are feeling like they better go get a business and they better because kingdom expansion is better when you're a business owner, which I don't think is true at all. So, I agree with you on that. Mm. Yeah. No, it's trying to make people into, again, it's just imposing another idea and belief system onto everybody. Uh, now, if you've got a desire to be a business person and an entrepreneur, then, okay, great. Yeah. But if, you know, and it's it's like evangelism. It's like the evangelist that comes to town and tells everybody they should be telling everybody about Jesus. And if you're in the coffee shop standing in line, you better be telling everybody about Jesus. And it just puts so many people in this uncomfortable spot that aren't yeah. that. Um, yeah. You know, so it, again, it's just the most important thing to me is going to Christ, going to God and spending time with them, resting in them so that they can express to you who you really are, because you'll come out of that with a, with a peace and a comfort and you'll be able to, again, it's just that alignment, attraction, you know, yeah. and impact. And um, yeah, really good. I love that. You know, the, the focus, I think a lot of times when we see this, like the evangelists come in and be like, you should all be evangelizing that person who doesn't align with that is very quickly starting to focus on what they are not, which is an evangelist. And that's all they keep thinking about. And now there's no energy for well, what I am and who I am in the body and what I bring to the body. And it's the cycle of never being good enough, you know, and I've seen that in so many people's lives as a coach, walking people through it to where finally the penny drops. And it's like, oh my God, are you saying I don't have to be that? And I can be this thing that's been yeah. in me for 20 years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, it's like my heart is like, okay, c come on, come on. T tell me a little bit more, a little bit more. I want to I want to understand a little bit about what you do for people in that process when they're coming to you and they're kind of just all bound up, wound up, you know, and, and stressed and, you know, striving and all that. What, what do you begin to... What would you tell people? Obviously, you know, get on your course. That would be the first thing. But but uh, just what could you share with them to maybe help them see why it's good for them to, you know, join you and get on your course, take a look at what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, even if you don't join me, the, the my message really is that you have a pivotal role to play on the planet. And the kingdom is a team sport. If it was a sport, it would be a team sport. And no matter how good all the 99 players are, that one person that's missing, we are missing something. And so, and that's you, you know? And so I start in the place of wherever I am, whatever I've been through, God is with me. I am with him. I can move with him. And so I like to start with movement. You know, Jesus grabs the disciples and he takes them on a movement. He's like, let's go. It's not a come, sit down, let's learn. It's a very active, let's move. And so when I start with people, the fear is, what if I get it wrong? What if I get it wrong? And I'm like, well, God is bigger than your mistake. Is he Amen. not? You got saved after making a lot of mistakes. Like he's either <laughs> bigger than them or he's not. And so if he's bigger than them and your heart is actually wanting what he wants, you're going to work this out. He's going to work it out, but he can't push you and he can't impose himself over you, you know? So yeah. I always start with the movement. So I say to people, take a couple of days where you just, detach from everything and just ask him, why am I here? And draw and write and, and sing, speak out everything that's starting to come to you. And very easily you'll find your next step. And I like to coach people with the next step principle. What's your next step? Don't look at the mountain. Don't try and figure it out around the corner. Can you see your next step? Take it. And then the next one. And then the next one, before you know it, man, it's so much momentum. 
you're unstoppable, you know. You know, uh, you're making me want to do another conference and, and have you on again. Because, I mean, so many of the things are are, are so alike. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm talking literally so very alike. You're using different language, but so alike. Um, and it's so important for people to, to understand these things. And my heart, I want to see people set free. Mm. And and that means, you know, helping them understand that, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that they've believed is keeping them in bondage. Um, some people are ready for that. Some aren't. And it's like if they're not, it's like it's OK. You know, mm. in fact, I would just rather encourage them to stay in what they know and what they believe, are believing right now um, mm. and to try to yank them out of it. I, I like what Paul Young said one time. He said, it's like, who gave you the right to pull someone out? through their prison bars, mm. <laughs> you know, their own prison that they're in, yeah. you know, yeah. we don't have the right to go in and just yank them through the prison bars. Yeah. But we can come by occasionally and just say, Hey, you know, here's a thought for you. What do you think? You want to talk about yeah. it? Start yeah. a conversation and then maybe they'll get to that place where they can step out of their prison their own by themselves. Yeah. But it just doesn't have to yank them out. Yeah, I heard this analogy once of the tugboat and the lighthouse, you know, and how a tugboat goes out there and was like yanking these people to shore as opposed to a lighthouse just shining its light and ships are attracted to that light, you know, and they can see where they need to go. And um, so, yeah, I agree, man. I agree. I think there's a lot of synergy with what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, well, we'll have to talk about that because uh, we, we we haven't done anything together for the last year, year and a half. And, you know, the other thing that we're doing that I don't know if it aligns any with what you're doing, but Father kind of gave me a, um, a um, mantle, a commission to move forward in, in starting to build kingdom restoration communities, which mm. are modern eco-villages okay. where, you know... Starting, you know, yes, people have done this in the past, come together in community and we hear horror stories. There's been some some that have worked, but it's like I can't help but to believe that it is a it is a good thing. We just have to figure out how to do it well and do it right. Do we have the right key components? I don't know. We won't know until we actually try it. But, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of ways to do it in, in, in situations where, you know, it doesn't have to be you're not living together. You know, but you're living in a community where you're bringing in kingdom principles. So anyway, we're doing this in Africa. We're we're starting to uh, do that there. We've built a school. Uh, we're sponsoring kids to get into that school. Uh, wow. They're going to be digging a well and bringing water in, bringing solar in, building some other units and so forth. A lot of stuff. And we've really you talk about influence. This little church that was there, they have like, I don't know. If, maybe close to doubled in size because they're doing so much for the community that their influence mm -hmm. has increased dramatically. Yeah. And people wow. are finding their tribe because this pastor is more along the lines of you and me right here and what we're talking about. So mm -hmm. he's not, you know, imposing things on them, but he's sharing the gospel and it's, mm -hmm. it's having an impact. Mm -hmm. So, but that's, that's so good about, yeah. 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 You know, um, so, when we look at this assignment conversation and this tribe and this influence conversation, we go, okay, well, now that you're attracting your tribe, will you carry your tribe in your heart? Which is a whole nother step, you know, because you can be around something and never be in it, right? When it comes to the belonging tribe, you can be around it and never allow yourself to be seen, 
to be known out of your fear of being rejected or whatever. So there are people that can be around a tribe and never allow themselves to belong. And then when it comes to the birthing, you could be, you could have a tribe that you're leading and never carry them in your heart. And yeah. I think that that element, because when you start carrying your tribe in your heart, the solutions and the way that you walk out your operations are very, uh, very centered around them, you know, because you think about them, you pray for them, you carry them, you now know exactly how to roll it out, kind of like your own children, you know, you carry them in your heart. And so now you have a pathway for them that's very, you know, I have three daughters and they're so unique. And so each one's pathway is starting to look very different, but my love for them compels me to make room for the pathway. And yeah. so when you yeah. say this about Africa, it's like, okay, well, we carry these people or your pastor's probably carrying them in his heart. And now the overflow is causing this outflow, you know? Yeah. And I think that's an important element. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. And, and that is so true as well, that part of that tribe, what you're, you're talking about is community and uh, that we, we find community somewhere to where, whether you're leading that community or not, that you're carrying them in your heart because mm -hmm. you're one and you're, you're, you're running together. You're, you're doing things together. And, I just am looking forward to seeing more of that happen, um, you know, outside of the current church paradigm. Uh, yeah. And will it's, you know, I, I hope it never begins to look like the current church paradigm for the most part. And again, I'm not wanting to dis, to dis it. It just, I think there's there's got to be a way to do it with life in it where everybody is valued. Everybody, like you said, every... If, if you're missing one person, you're missing part of the body. If you're missing, you know, the mm -hmm. foot, it doesn't go very well. You know, the body doesn't can't run like it should. So mm -hmm. um, every person is important and we need to recognize that and get rid of positional prejudice as well. You know, mm -hmm. thinking that that CEO is better than the janitor. That's the reason everybody wants to be a CEO or own their own company because they don't want to be the janitor. It's like, what's yeah. wrong with the janitor? Yeah. If you didn't have the janitor or the maintenance people, and you had a, and you were the CEO of a major corporation of a big building and you didn't have those two people there working, there wouldn't be too many people sticking around in the building because it would stink so bad and nothing would work. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. totally. And I think that's a very important conversation that, I mean, at some point maybe it gets unpacked, but like, why wouldn't you be a janitor? And it's usually, or it's not significant or not paid enough, or we come up with these reasons that actually the kingdom of God has taken care of all those reasons because your significance yeah. wasn't meant to be found here anyway. And you're not paid by your company here anyway. You know, you're not paid by this earthly economy anyway. You know, there is another economy that you can draw from and be a part of an ecosystem. And like so that. if all of that didn't matter, then whether you're a janitor or CEO becomes irrelevant because you can still have influence over the whole company, you know, Amen. Um, I think, I think of a janitor who's who's there cleaning the halls at seven o'clock and the CEO by himself about to take a shot of whiskey. And now the janitor goes in there and has this little counseling session where he helps the CEO and nobody knows that the janitor actually has kept the CEO to then walk out the operation, you know, and the janitor doesn't need everybody to know. He's just fulfilling his purpose and it's all good, you know. Amen. Amen. Love it. Love it. Well, we got about eight minutes left. Um what what would be one more thing that you would uh, want to share with everybody before we wrap up here? And then we're have, we will have a behind the scenes. So anybody who's watching that wants to uh, join us behind the scenes, you can go on over to kingdomtalksmedia.com and join there. And you'll be able to watch the behind the scenes live right now. So anyway, 
What do you have? Final things. Yeah, I guess the most important thing for me to leave, like a point to leave you with would be that it's time for you to move. You got to move. Movement, it reveals everything. You know, there are people that think they're more mature till they have to move and engage an assignment and they see where they're really at. You know, movement is a great revealer. So even when talk about healing, healing has a purpose. The purpose of healing is so you can move freely again. You know, it's not just to be healed and sit. It, the movement is the goal, right? And so if you start to move, whatever that looks like with God, you'll start to find a very healthy flow. I know a lot of people, they got healed, but they never did the rehab. So they never came back to free movement. Even though they're healed, they're stuck. And so this movement element, we kind of push that away too much. But even a rehab, you know, like, so let's say you went through a bad time in church, which I did, right? And it caused me to want to run away from all kinds of people and never be uh, in any community, because it was usually some other person's issue that brought trouble to me. And, and so then this healing comes in the form of encounters with Jesus. But then there had to be a rehab where I had to actively choose to now go back and be part of a community. And rehab's not always fun because it's not free flowing. When you get surgery on your knee or you have an injury and you come back, it's, it's awkward. You're a bit scared because you might re-injure yourself. You don't trust your body as much. And you walk one step at a time, baby steps, through the process of coming into full trust again. And there are a lot of people who've been healed but have not done the rehab, so their movement is affected, and they're actually not in. A, they're not effective in the kingdom at the moment. So I would say you got to move. When you move, everything becomes very obvious. You know, like you could sit down and tell me, "Hey, Joseph, I can squat four hundred pounds." And I'm like, "That's great. Get under the bar." Once you get under the bar, we're going to know whether you can squat this weight or not. And so I want to encourage you to start the movement. Wherever you're at, start moving. Ask the Lord, where do you want me to move? And uh, start to have the courage to take your next step. So I want to, for myself, for clarification, as you're speaking, I'm, I'm thinking, um, are you, because it, it sounded like, I'm like, man, we're right on the same page. Because it sounded like you were saying, you know, you've been to church. We've most of us have been to church, been wounded, many have left and not had any community since then. But that part of that movement, you know, you could be talking about somebody in business or anything else, but in the, the um, spiritual realm, talking about re-engaging in community somewhere, somehow. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. We all need community. Do not forsake the gathering of the saints. I mean, some people have made that church service Sunday morning, but you know, gathering of the saints is happening in so many contexts. And uh, the reason is because the blood flow, when the body comes together, that's where the blood can flow. And that blood flow brings life in a way you can't have alone somewhere in the corner, you know. And so Amen. we must, if we're coming full circle, we must come back into community. We must come back into connection. We must come back into uh, being one. And that fear, which is totally normal, right? There will be the fear of, I don't want to get hurt again, or I don't want this to happen again. And in that moment, you get to choose, Papa, I trust you. I'm going to take this step. I trust you. I'm going to take this step. And it's pretty amazing what happens now because you're not the same person that you were when you got hurt. And chances are the places you're moving into now, because you're a new person, you're attracting a new type of tribe. So Amen. they're not the people that you were with before either. And so you right. can start to trust God that he's bringing you into family. You know, I love that. I love that. And that that is so good. Uh, you know, we... I, I think we're all here. We, we chose this pathway, you know, and it, it, this is this planet, this place that we're at is the crucible of character building. And we are meant to um, learn to love here. That's what we're here to do. And the thing is, you can't learn to love 
if you're not in community or having some type of relationship. Uh, yeah, you can love a thing, but that's not the same. That thing probably isn't going to talk back to you and uh, rub you wrong. <laughs> and that's where we get to grow. That's where we get to yeah. choose to respond in love, even though that didn't feel good. Um, yeah. Not to say that you want to place yourself in a position where that's happening all the time. That's abusive. But just know that if we're in relationship, there's going to be times where we're going to get hurt. Um, yeah. So, you know, not to expect it. You know, we want to have an expectancy that God is good and that he's going to put us in positions and, and places where people uh, are going to be loving to us as well. And I, I can almost, almost guarantee you that what, what you just said, Joseph, is, is absolutely true. You're a different person. You're going to wind up attracting different people. And these people hopefully are more loving, more open and more kind and ready to receive you as well as listen and actually hear one another. So good. Awesome, man. So good. All right. Well, Joseph, we're going to do the behind the scenes here in just a moment. Uh, again, I want to tell everybody, if you uh, want to join us on the behind the scenes, go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and uh, sign up there and uh, join us live. We'll be looking for your questions over there. Uh, and let's see what else. I'm trying to think if I've forgotten anything else. Karen usually keeps me in line here. But um yeah, I think that is it. I, I will also say, Joseph, I've got to I've got to click a lot of things here uh, when we sign off. So even though when the outro is done, um, hang on, it will take me a few seconds to get get, get us back. Up. All right. Thank you, Joseph. I, I honor you. I love what you're doing, man. So, so just resonates with me through and through. Yeah. It's a blessing. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. All right. Thank you, everybody. We love you, and we will see you next time. Take care. See you guys. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.
Okay, took me even longer than I thought. Uh, I haven't uh, <laughs> uh, had to do that for a while. Anyway, um, welcome everybody to Behind the Scenes and Deeper Dives. So I am looking forward, Joseph, just to maybe hear some things that um, I, I guess I'm I'm in a place where I'm starting to just, just really share the tough stuff that um, mm. I've held on to and not said anything about for probably years. And mm. I just felt like it was a time to start sharing, sharing them in a loving way, the, the most loving way that I can. But um, there's been, you know, a lot of pushback as I start to do that. So I'm, sure. I'm just curious if there's anything, and this is just going to our, um, you know, behind the scenes members there. So it's not a large group of people. But I'm curious if there's anything that you really feel, you know, you'd like to share to that you really want to get through to people. Um, but maybe not uh, in a public way where people get triggered and want to fight back. <laughs> um, for the most part, I feel I am just releasing everything out there, you know, and they are getting triggered with some things that I say and um, and so be it. So that's part of the journey. And um, I love that you are now venturing into some of this deeper stuff and bringing it out. And um, I also like that you sat on it for a while, you know, because it gave it time to maybe not be as, secure as you thought you know but it's still here so it's it's saying something and um so there's not really anything other than actually when i go deeper diving with people i actually make them take some action very quickly and so i like to give action steps i like to I, I get people to do a bit of homework you know so if they're listening to start releasing what's in them uh, because i think that that really starts a momentum of them actually stepping into their scroll in a deeper way you know yeah yeah. So um, now your classes and so forth that you do, uh, you know, I know you're doing some online, you're doing some in person. Uh, are these like a weekend thing? Is it a six month thing? Uh, what is it? Generally? Yeah. I mean, right now I have a mentorship going on and then I have this group mentorship that's just on a month by month basis. And in that one, I'm training people to develop capacity, you know, because one thing is you, you get a dream, you have this desire, but then you need the capacity to carry that. And uh, so for me, a holistic life is a big deal. Like John 10, 10 to me is every element of your life, not just not just the spiritual stuff or not just the assignment, but also your marriage and your children, your body and your emotions, your mindset, you know. Uh, and so in that we train people just to develop the capacity. It's like a gym, like a holistic gym, so to speak. So yeah. that's going on all the time. Yeah. And then wow. I coach people one-on-one -on -one if they have a business or they want to launch a business or they want to scale their business or if they want to launch something new, I like to coach with people one-on-one, -on -one, and that could be determined by how long they need uh, just to help them launch. In that launching process and the aligning process, that's where I find my sweetest spot. Yeah, wow. Mm. Yeah, so um, hmm. I'm just thinking, you know, some of the stuff that I, I started just asking questions. Uh, uh, dealing with Christians' cognitive dissidents and... Mm. Um, you know, that's a tough one because people don't realize for the most part that they even have it until yeah. someone starts to ask the questions. And then unfortunately they tend to lean right into being triggered <laughs> yeah. rather than yeah. hearing and being able to process. So it's like, um, yeah, I just felt like it was time to let go of some of that stuff and to put the questions out there. And yeah. not in my intent is not to hurt anybody, not to, um, but I, I just been a believer from day one, since we started all this, that, um, it, 
tens of millions of people out there that if they heard the message of the true gospel and identity and love, um, they would jump all over it. But yeah, most of them never get a chance because they're stuck in their programming and you know, and at the same time, it's like if they are super happy there and they are not interested in anything else and it is tearing them apart to think of anything else. It's discernment, I think, to let it be. And yeah. if there's a time, Father will open that door. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think when you start talking about this stuff, some get triggered, but then these are all seeds and they're going into the ground and some get watered slower and some get watered faster. And uh, But it's there, you know? And I, I know for me, six, seven years ago, I went to a uh, an event and my friend was hosting it. Nancy, Nancy Cohen was there and uh, maybe eight years now, actually. Oh, yeah, maybe even more. But it was just too much for me that time. You know, I was like, well, this sounds amazing. There are parts of it that I'm like, wow. And then there's a lot of it that I was like, psh, 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 like past my head. You know, I'm like, really? You know, and I just left it. And, and maybe for three or four years, there was a lot of incubation going on of different elements of that. And um, so I can see in my own life how sometimes uh, maybe I've not been openly triggered but I've not just adopted that, you know, and even right. some of the things that some of the things that uh, we talked about or you, you're talking about now in terms of hell, it's like I don't have a solid uh, opinion or solid answer to on either side. And I don't feel the pressure to. And um, but that it's incubating in there, you know. And yeah. Um, yeah. so so I like that you're giving people that freedom to you're sowing the seed and, you know, yeah, it's going yeah. in. Something. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that whole hell thing, you know, when I first when I first heard it, I was I was like, hell no, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, because I had been taught in seminary and I thought I knew, and uh, uh, you know, but for me it was this, you know, nine months of pretty, you know, deep study, and 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 you know, and then you know, I made some changes, but you know, it's not for everybody, um, and um, you know, and the the only reason I share things, at least I'd like to believe it. I really would like to believe it. It's I feel like it's my heart that the only reason I share things is, is I'm sharing the things that have set me free mm. because I used to live in a, a living hell, mm. you know, depressed and everything. And a lot of it was due to my belief systems. Mm. And once I was able to break free of those, you know, I, I live in such a joyful place now. Uh, you know, it's, we still have our challenges. I, I, Challenges are a part of life. It you know they're sure. there. Without them, we don't grow. So um, anyway, it's just that's why I share them. It's just mm -hmm. and, and it's more of a take it or leave it. Here's what set me free. Here's yeah. what changed my life. If it works for you, awesome. If not, yeah. awesome. Find what does. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. So this hell conversation, like, because I have friends that are very extreme on either direction in the sense that they can't say take it or leave it they can't say like this is what i uncovered they can't they can't even go there it's like oh if you're even questioning like i have some people who have a real problem with me because i had people on my podcast that you know i like one of the guys who was coming to a gathering had a real issue that i had um had you on my podcast i had steve on my podcast i had uh you know another guy from india on my podcast and we talked about all these subjects and he was super, like, not just offended. He went and was telling all these other people that they shouldn't be around me and actively, wow. you know. So, wow. so yeah, so it's quite interesting that 
that's what I love about what you're saying and many others like you who are able to go, this was my journey. It's not just, I thought up this thing one day. This is my journey. Here it is. Have a look and go deeper if you want, you know, and yeah, um, this subject and the subject of end times, I think really get people so racked up and, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's like, wow, like, like really get them boiling. <laughs> Yeah. And unfortunately, it seems to me to be back to identity. And, you know, they've been so programmed with things and they've not been able to uh, process or let go enough to even step back and look at what they actually believe. Uh, and sometimes God will take us through or let us experience anyway, some pretty traumatic things to break us out of some of those patterns. And, um, you know, in my mind, it's like if I could learn it easier Please, Lord, let me learn it easier. <laughs> I don't want to have to, you know, I, I hope I'm not so hard headed that he has to take me through or allow me to go through some really traumatic things to finally get the message. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having learned that, I, again, I just learn, try to learn to hold everything loosely, uh, yeah. knowing that knowing that I am wrong in certain areas. I don't know them. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, they're blind spots to me, but I know I'm wrong in certain mm -hmm. areas. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what they are because I'm trying my best to do what's right. However, mm -hmm. I am open to the fact that somewhere, somebody, something is going to share something with me and I'm going to realize, oh, I was believing this, but that's not really right or it's not the best. This explains it better or this is, you know, a, you know, a greater truth or the truth and being mm -hmm. able to just shift a whole lot easier than I could 20, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. So if I ask you, what is your true message? What would you say to me? What, I'm just it is on the spot here. People, well, to be specific right now, and it has been for some time, it's to set Christians free. Mm. You know, mm. I, I, I would love to see them set free from dogmatic thinking and doctrine and programming to where mm. they can actually step into a, 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 you know, a relationship with an all powerful, all loving God. Mm. And, that's that's my heart because you know, I believe yeah. that will change their lives. Yeah, so good. So, are you doing like Instagram shorts and all this kind of stuff, like uh, YouTube shorts and Instagram reels and all this kind of stuff, or not really? I am not. I'm not that savvy, and uh, um, you know, we we. I wish I had somebody on my team that could do all that um, and help mm. me in that because I, I would do it if I if I knew how. But no, I haven't haven't done mm. any of that. So. Mm. I, yeah okay right. interesting um but yeah it's exciting exciting to see different platforms like your one you know rising well, and uh, yeah i you know I, I i'm pretty serious about uh, maybe connecting with you a little bit later and uh seeing if we can't put something together again for uh you know something we can share together at some point yeah because so many things we are so aligned and and I love it. I, I do. I, I sincerely love it when, you know, we could come together, do whatever we're doing and you can come up and say, you know, this hell thing, I'm not where he's at. You know, we disagree in that and that we could talk about the disagreement, mm. you know, and mm. talk through the disagreement. It's like, you know, not trying to impose anything on each other, but literally just sharing each other's concepts and why you don't believe some of the things I believe and why I believe some of them, why I don't believe some of the things you believe. You know, I did that with a, a 
I, um, I went to an Airbnb probably about three or four years ago. And um, it was just a, a place in a guy's house up in the mountains. And turned out he was very new age. He was out doing his meditations in the morning. And as he was coming yeah. in, we started up a conversation. We talked for three hours wow. doing just that. He would share his position. I would share, well, that's why I don't believe it. And the, here's what I think. And he would share his. Neither one of us trying to impose our beliefs onto the other at all. And mm -hmm. I just recently, you know, I wasn't, even, you know, never even thought about it, but we were looking through some of our reviews from past places we've been at. And I came across that one. And his comment was like, I met one of the best people I've ever met. And, you know, talking about me and the conversation that wow. we had. Uh, so cool. It's beautiful just to have conversation and not yeah. feel like we have to win an argument. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. Anyway, well, we'll um, as I mentioned, we'll have to uh, connect and and um, talk more about that. I, I would definitely be interested in that if you are. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, your your people that watch this uh, behind the scenes are they part of your where do they watch this? Uh, they're they're watching on the website, but for some reason, this one is not. It says live, but it's not even coming up over there. And someone else that's on my behind the scenes team, they told me it's not showing up there. So unfortunately, they're not on there at this moment. So um, it's one of those things where we're going to have to take the recording and put it up there afterwards, which is unfortunate. I'm not sure. They left me in charge tonight, Joseph. That's not always a good thing. <laughs> I must have pushed a wrong button somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll get, it, we'll get it up there. Get yeah. There. Well, I mean, it's great that we get a chance to connect, you know, and I'm excited, excited for you guys. And um, yeah, I keep wondering, I was asking about the Instagram reels and the YouTube shorts, because I think that would really lend well to what you're doing and uh, little snippets would really lend well to, yeah. to what you're trying to accomplish. Um, so you have a paid course and they can jump in anytime? That's the challenge. No, it is a, you got to get in within the first three weeks because otherwise we start talking about things that if you, people that aren't familiar with what we're talking about, if they jump in after that, it could be that freak out thing, you know, like you yeah. talked about with Nancy. I had the same thing with Ian Clayton when I first heard him. I, I was like, I want nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so, cause we build a foundation slowly and gradually. And if people are mm -hmm. with us through the whole thing, uh, you know, maybe a handful out of thousands of people that have been through it, maybe a handful have bailed. But when they most of the people, pretty much all the people, when they start in the beginning and follow us up, um, they uh, if they do leave, it's not because of something we said or did. Sure. You know, sure. timing or whatever else. Yeah, so that is a challenge with that. We're my wife and I are working on putting some courses together that they can jump in anytime or they're shorter courses. Hmm. Either one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would make it really powerful um, to add to what you're doing. And yeah, very cool. Very interesting and very cool. Well, we'll definitely have to talk. We'll set something up and uh, and do that uh, off offline here. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. But, um, so, I mean, in terms of the online conversation, I don't know um, how, what best way I can bring value or add a little bit to whatever's going on in people's lives who are going to watch this. Um 
do do you think that uh zooming into the purpose conversation a little bit would help or uh if you if you if if that's what's you're kind of being led to do you can go ahead and do that i mean go ahead and dive into that share it a little bit oh, so, because so what's happening is so we're so trained to be hearers that the doing element is really weak in most people and so the strong who survived are automatically doers, you know, so people like you and I, uh, we just will get something done. We'll move through, we'll get something done. But if the kingdom is a family by nature uh, and we have a governmental structure, then the family element, we're only as strong as our weakest link. And I think it's important to set things up where our youngest mature and grow into strong, mature yeah. adults, you know? And so this, this, I, I think it's important, this purpose conversation only because if you're watching this and you're learning a lot of good stuff, there's a lot of theory, but you haven't taken action on stuff. I just want to give you a little nudge, you know, like push you off the cliff a little bit, you know, yeah. get to spread your wings uh, because I do feel it's a very important time that the world is waiting for what you carry, you know, mm. and you don't even know it and they don't even know it till you bring it. So we've had ladies who now have written these kids books and, there's one kid's book that was written by a friend of mine that's now going into schools. And this book is called Prickles and Flowers. Uh, and it's basically just the garden of your heart, you know, and it's going into these schools and all these kids are learning about cultivating a healthy, a healthy garden in their heart. And so they're now openly talking about, oh, when I got bullied, yeah, it was a prickle. Or when my dad said this or my mom said this, it was a prickle. And, and it's like, okay, well, what do you do in a garden? Can you remove the prickle? How do you remove a prickle? And how do you plant a flower? Wow. And it's been so powerful watching this message, you know, in the midst of all this gender confusion and stuff going on in schools that are causing kids to get messed up. There are also solutions coming in from the Lord, you know, is that you? That is the power just dropped. Um, we're still recording, but that will probably be on for a little bit before it goes off. That's something I'm going to have to fix. Okay. Um, I can't stop it, unfortunately without just unplugging everything. <laughs> well, um, maybe maybe this is not a session that needed to be streamed into the, you know? <laughs> well, Joseph, yeah, let me just, there it goes. Um, hopefully I won't do that again for this session. Um, yeah, you know, what? let me, let's connect. And because yeah. I, I think there's a lot more here that is, is meant to happen. And, um, you know, and I, I I'll just say it. I think a lot more, as I said before, we even went on air was, um, you know, just developing a friendship and community. Yeah. And from that place, let's, let's see what father wants to do. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, I love collaborating and working with people and doing things together. And so mm. if we could do that, um, I think that would be fun. I think it'd be good. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, you know, I love that you are moving amongst a lot of people that are very different, right? And that also would require you to have a level of maturity because uh, it would be interesting with all the different spaces and places. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, one of those, I think I had, there was like 280 comments and there were really only two people that were argumentative mm. and one left on their own. The other one, I did finally have to say, I've been really patient. And I, you know, this was on Facebook. I said, I've, I've been really patient, but, you know, 
bottom line is it needs to stop. And the thing is, we we came to a place where, you know, she she said, you know, you can just remove my comments. And I said, no, you know, it's okay. These are, you know, you've got good things to say. Um, and so let's just leave them. But anyway, there was communication, finally, <laughs> just in that area of eschatology. She was really um, troubled by some of the things going on there and, and felt like she needed to get people to believe her point of view. Uh, but um, other than that, yeah, that's been all I can tell. I've got Seventh-day Adventists on there that are sharing their points of view. I've got uh, Baptist. I've got other you know, denominations in there, got new wow. age, uh, got some, um, you know, really quite out there, new age ideas. Some of them were careful in how they said it, which I appreciated mm -hmm. because, you know, they were, I think they were doing their best to word it in a way that, you know, wasn't going to just freak everybody out and offend everybody. And I, I really mm -hmm. appreciated that, you know, but for me, it's been also a challenge for me to be able to speak what I, you know, believe and to say it in kindness and in love without, you know, just trying to trash everybody and their beliefs. Um, it's been a good growing experience for me. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. Well, um, we'll go ahead and end this and uh, let's, um, yeah, let me just end this. Uh, anybody who is watching, if they did watch, I see two on there, but I don't think they're actually on there. So anyway, um, uh, blessings to everybody. We will probably edit this part. <laughs> but anyway, let me end this. Here we go.